So I just got a quick announcement to make, and then we'll break right into the word. I got a short message tonight just due to us having rag groups. We want to give um, our leaders enough time to really um, break open the word with you guys in the smaller uh, circle. But um, we announced Sunday morning that I am, um, in a few short weeks, I'm going to be leaving um, and going on the next journey that God has uh, for me. And, and I wanted to state that to you guys um, here today. I'm, I'm smiling because I'm trying not to cry um, and stuff like that. And then we got the piano player make, trying to make me cry and stuff. But, um, but uh, it, it's been an incredible eight years at the church. And, um, and the, our best days are to come, I believe. Um, as the church, um, and I believe my personal best days are to come, prayerfully, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and so, I, I know it's, sometimes it's difficult to hear things like this, but as we move forward, I, I do want you guys to understand, I do want you guys to, to get this, um, that you, God has a specific plan for you, the person. Yes, for the entire group, but also for you specifically, the person. And God wants you to use you in this group to bring revival to our city and our world. That's what God wants to do through you. And I may not be the man holding the mic, but it may be another man, maybe another woman, maybe whoever, maybe a donkey, I don't know. But God, I believe, can still use them and can still use you. And, um, and it's been my honor to be your pastor, and I know a lot of our friends aren't here today, and we, as that announcement just continues to unfold, but I'm excited. We have a guest speaker next week. Her name is Pastor Lauren. She's one of my good friends in the city. She's going to bring a word. Uh, so I need y'all to bring y'all friends, and, and y'all get ready for that next week. She's going to be awesome. Her name is uh, Lauren. We'll have some stuff on social media about that later. If you're a student leader, uh, we'll love to see you right after service. Uh, just to chat about a few things coming up. Um, amen. 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 I'm ready. To, I'm really ready to dive in this word tonight. Y'all, If y'all got a Bible, just get your Bibles ready. Get your phones ready. Get your technology. Hopefully it's charged and it's ready to go. We're going to go to the book of, of Exodus. The book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 14. Can we bring up those those few verses and um, a little bit of that logo's in the back. Um, but as Pharaoh approached the people of Israel, looked up. Oh my God. Go, go, go back real quick. I'm sorry. Bless the Lord. Amen. As Pharaoh approached the people of Israel, looked up in panic when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord. Shoo. And they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness. Man, sometimes what you feel like God will bring you out to, to leave you to dry sometimes. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to preach that word tonight. But weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? Why have you done to us? Why, no, what have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? To give you context to where we're flowing through tonight, just for a few short moments, is Egypt and the, the children of Israel, they were um, slaves in a foreign land. They were, they used to be, you know, partners with these people, but they, the, the Israelites started to grow in numbers and, and they were used to be free. Now they become slaves over time because the Egyptians got scared because they had, they were, they, man, they, they were looking at the Israelites, man, like, man, these dudes got power. They got numbers. They can overtake us. And so they become slaves in this 
place that they were chilling at. And so what happens is, as they become slaves, you know, they begin to cry on to God, which is our God, the same God. And God heard their cry, and God sent Moses, who were to be the deliverer. And God will use Moses to, to do extraordinary things for them to believe that, that Moses was actually the deliverer sent from God. And the craziest thing is, the people were in bondage and in slavery, and in that moment of them still being in Egypt, they said, Moses, don't take us out of here if we're just gonna die. We'd rather be slaves here than for you to fake our freedom. We'd rather stay slaves and die right here than you to give me a false hope and a false expectation. I'm telling you, one of the greatest things that kills us in our Christianity is false expectation. As human beings, you got a, a certain expectation on something and it comes out to be false, to be fake, to be... Well, I'm telling you, that, 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 that doesn't kill you more as a human being. And so the children of Israel are saying, do not get my hopes up and then let me drown. Don't, don't say I have hope of being free one day, but then I don't be free. See, I don't know if that's ministering to any of y'all, but, but sometimes when, when I read the Gospels and it's like God has all these incredible things for me, I'm like, God, okay, this is what you're saying about me and, and who I am and in my heart and in my word, but, but sometimes my life looks so contrary to what you said in your word. Oh, you said, I got my identity is locked in you. All these things are beautiful and glorious and amazing. But my life looks so far. I don't know about y'all, sometimes I, I read this book and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not close to what you said I'm supposed to be. And sometimes we can have false expectations, but listen to me, because God is not a man and the Bible says that he's not a man and so he cannot lie. That means every expectation that we place upon the Word of God, the Bible says we can trust and we can put our bank on. Listen to me. There's something that happens in Christianity is that we take our understandings and our philosophies and we think it's quote-unquote the Word of God. And so what happens is we mix up our Word for God's Word and then when we get disappointed, then we get disappointed in God. And God's like, no, I never said that to you. I never said that to you. And what happens is our expectations that we have of ourselves, what happens is because it's not upon the word and whatever expectation you have that's not on the word, it cannot sustain your life. And so what happens is when your life implodes and you're like, what in the world? God, I hate you. It's not the God of the Bible. And so we're here in this moment where, where Moses is like, Hey, yo, Egyptians are coming. Israelites, let's go. We're going to go this way. And so as they're leaving Egypt to go to their deliverance, they see the Egyptians running with their chariots and their horses and their armies, and they're coming, and they're starting to overtake some of the Israelites. To give you perspective, they say the people who crossed over the Red Sea, which we'll talk about in a moment, that left Egypt, was over one million people. Okay, listen to me. First of all, if I'm Moses and I gotta lead a, a million people, 
I'm like, first of all, Lord, <laughs> Lord, be with me. And so you have one million people following you. And then one million people start to say, Moses, Moses, why do you take us from Egypt to kill us and for us to die right here? And this is where we pick up in the story to give us context. And I'm going to read this and we're going to pray. And then, Elijah, you can, you can leave in a minute. Let's just finish reading this. It, it, gets, it gets so good. And verse 12, it says, didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to Egyptians. To the Egyptians, it's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. Because sometimes we are so afraid of freedom that we stay in our bondage. Freedom sometimes looks so uncomfortable, so we stay comfortably enslaved. Sometimes freedom looks like a, such a far-fetched idea that we rather stay in something that we know that will kill us than walking towards something that will free us. And so that's what a story is. And, and, and they're yelling at Moses. And Moses says that Moses told the people, do not be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, help us with your word tonight. In the next 12 minutes, God, give us understanding. God, give us wisdom. And give us knowledge in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Elisha. Thank you, Elisha. Amen, amen. After this verse, it's crazy how in verse 13, Moses says, hey, yo, y'all stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And so Moses is telling all these Israelites, hey, stand still. Hey! Don't yell at me. God's coming. So Moses is, hey, y'all know, don't worry. No, God's going to fight for you right now in this moment. And Moses is yelling at the people, and the people are yelling at Moses. Moses is yelling at the people. The people are yelling at Moses. And he's saying, no, God's about to fight for you. And so this is what God says. This is what God says. Verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. <laughs> it, it, it tickled me a bit when I read this verse. Because the context sometimes of our Christianity is to stay in wait. But in this particular verse, God is saying you already have everything you need. You need to get up and go. And that there's sometimes in life that we are waiting on something God has already told you to move on. And so sometimes in life, we're waiting, 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 waiting. And God's like, move, 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 get going, get going, get going, move, move. I'm just going to wait until I get unstuck. Let me let you know something. The way you get unstuck is by movement. 
oh, my life is just, my life ain't going nowhere. It's because you ain't going nowhere. Oh, God, I, I need to see change. I want to see change. I'm praying for change, but you're still with the person that's dragging you down. Oh, God, see, you said if I come to church, everything's going to be perfect. My life's going to be amazing, and this, that, the third. And I'm like, listen to me. You can't have God's will your way. And so the children of Israel are in an uncomfortable situation because Moses is telling them to stay and wait, and God's saying, you need to move. Listen to me. There could be people in your life that would say, look, oh, no, 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 no. While God is putting something burning in your heart and saying you need to move. You know what I found as a Christian is there's oftentimes I could use the Bible to justify my disobedience. We, you know what I'm saying? Because I would, I would, if I, if I was, um, if I was a, the children of Israel, I'm like, look, God, there is a river right here, the, the red, the red sea is right here, and God, uh, my leader told me to stay and wait. So I'm just, I'm just go ahead. And God's like, no, no, you need to move because there's power in movement. There's power in movement. Listen to me. Listen to me. Faith is acquired by movement. If you're taking notes, write this down. I'm, I'm trying to help y'all today. Faith is acqu it's acquired by, 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 by movement, taking the first step. For those who want to be a student leader in this room, and you're like, I'm just going to wait till somebody asks me. No, make the first step. Oh, I want to become a better person. No, make the first step. And so what happens is we have a, a congregation of people that are staying and waiting, and God's saying, no, it's time for you to move. It's time for you to step forward. Here's what happens. There's the Egyptians behind them, and then there's the Red Sea before them. And so they're stuck in a place of impossibility. If we go back, we're going to die. If we go forward, we're going to drown. But I'm telling you, I've come to places in my life where I'd rather drown in faith than die in fear. There's some places where you have to come to in your Christianity as a young person. When you go back to school in a few weeks and, and they start picking on you because you're a Christian. There's some times where you say, I can't go back to the way I've been living, so I'd rather drown up there. I'd rather drown in faith. I'd rather go out, step out of the boat and see what God does. Because I know what's going to happen if I stay back here. Fear will grip my heart. I will die if I stay back. If I stay back, I won't become anything. I won't become the person that God's calling me to be. And we're praying, God, unstuck me. God, get me out of this rut. Get me out of this motion. Why do I feel stuck? Because you're not moving. Movement. When's the last time you moved? When's the last time you, you moved upon what God was saying? When's the last time we stopped justifying our sin and we stopped justifying 
the things that God is simply calling us to obey. Obedience is so important in our spiritual growth. Because listen to me, if they would have stayed right here, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I don't know how, if Moses talked like that, Ben. I've seen Ben Hur. Is it Ben Hur? Okay, I have actually never seen it. But anyway, <laughs> stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And then everybody's like, stand still. Brother, we about to die. We about to all be shish kebabs. <laughs> and so what happens is, God, if you're taking notes, write this down. In order to walk in faith, in order to walk in faith, you don't always have to understand. Trying to help y'all at 12 years old, I'm trying to help you. But God says, hey, I want you to go and talk to that person right there in school. Right there, right there, right now, right now. Go tell them, go tell them God loves you. Lord, I don't know that person. God, they may have COVID. <laughs> My mama told me not to go around strangers that may have COVID. <laughs> but there you are without no mask, chilling and bobbling with everybody else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's, it's incredible how we sometimes use rules to cover up our disobedience. And then when we, we want to live our lives so that we don't care about rules. Oh, but you just use, you just use rules to, to, to justify your disobedience. But when you're trying to have fun and have a ball, oh, there's no rules. That's how you know somebody a rebel. And so right now, they're, they're stuck in a place of impossibility. And, and listen to me. Some of y'all might be new to the faith. Some of y'all may not even know Jesus in this room. We're going to get to that in a few moments. But listen, if you're stuck in a place of impossibility, that means God is requiring you to, to step out in faith. It's that simple. It's that simple. To step out in faith. Can I ask you a question, Radiate and When's the last time you just stepped out in faith? Like legit. Not swipe it up on somebody's DM, say, oh, I'm praying for you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you just put yourself out there for the sake of Jesus. When's the last time that happened? When's the last time you just said, I'm making a decision today, and I'm just going to step out in faith, and I'm going to walk with God? Because what happens is this, the children of Israel, because they're, they're in a place of impossibility, they start talking about it was better when we were in Egypt than we were slaves. Moses, I told you we should have just stayed back in Egypt. When I was a slave, I had three-course meals. I, I, made, I, I worked hard all day, but I went home. Now you got me on a road, and now I'm about to die. There's no Harriet Tubman singing songs. Y'all get that in the morning. <laughs> now it's the place of impossibility. And I love this. God says, God says, Moses, 
Go. Go. Go, 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 go. Step out. Step out. No, no, don't wait. No, just go. Put yourself out there. I love, I love God. You know what I'm saying? Because God will come up here and mess up your plans. And I bet you Moses felt like a fool, though. <laughs> Stand still. Uh, reporting, God just said go. God just said go. I do apologize. God just said go. Let's go. Listen to me. If you're taking us, I want you to take this down. Sometimes when we move in faith, sometimes we'll have to backtrack what we say. This, this, and this is what I mean by this. Mature people in the room will get this, and I want y'all to all be mature, so I'm going to kind of say it. Moses could have easily just kept saying, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But he had to have some sense of humility to say, hey, I heard wrong, y'all. God said it's time for us to move. And sometimes because of pride, we don't walk in faith. Sometimes because of what we think we are to do and what we think we are to build, and we let ourselves and our pride hold us back. Let's go in verse 16, and, and we'll get ready for, for rag groups. Um, verse 16. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they will charge in, and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. We'll end right there and before we continue to move forward. God says, listen to me. As you raise this staff up, and as I open up the threat seat, if I am one of those people, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Israelite, and I'm just sitting here looking, I'm saying, and the Red Sea is starting to split open. I don't know about y'all. I'm going to start freaking out a little bit. I'm like, what the heck? This man, wait. <laughs> Forget the Wizard of Oz. This man got it going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Forget Harry Potter. You know what I'm saying? That's demonic. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not. <laughs> don't read it. <laughs> um, some of y'all like, I read one, two, three, and four. <laughs> And five, six, seven, eight. I think there are like a hundred chapters of that. Anyway, never. Mind. And so if I'm if I'm in Israel, I'm like, yo, what is happening? This is phenomenal. Listen to me. You won't see a miracle unless you move. Ain't that crazy? That if the children of Israel would not move that they wouldn't see the miracle. They wouldn't have seen God split the, the rest of the, What? So upon my movement, God begins to move. But sometimes in church, we're like, oh, if God's not moving, I'm not moving. But sometimes God says, if you move, you're going to realize that I've already been moving. 
But because our perspectives are sitting stuck and we're waiting and we're, we're, we're like, oh, my gosh, I don't sense God. And, and I don't feel like God's moving and I don't sense him in worship. So God's not moving. But you'll be surprised that once you start lifting your hands in worship, you start opening up your heart to God, you'll start to sense God moving in this place. That, 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 that it's not only, oh, just that one person right there that, that God is moving through, that if you would just allow your heart, if you, if you start some kind of movement, that would get you out of your, your, your laser behind self and you start to realize how, how awesome God is. And, and that's what's powerful about corporate worship. We get into these moments where the band's worshiping and, yeah, that's great, but, man, I want revival to break out and when our seats can't contain the worship that are coming out of our mouths, where our hands can't contain it, our heart can't contain it. God is doing something so real because we're moving as God is moving. We're not sitting here waiting on some mystical being to come down and radiate. No, no, God, you're moving, so I'm moving. God is already doing something, so I'm moving. God is already saving. He's drawing me to himself. But I'm telling you, radiate, we have to understand this, and we have to get this now. Stop. Waiting on God. God is waiting on you. He is. You want to be a pastor? Start preaching. You want to be a worship leader? Start singing. You want to be a businessman? Learn finances. You want to be the president? Talk to Trump. I don't know. Start moving. Move. Back in the day, I don't know if y'all know this song. It'd be like, move, get out the way. Y'all too young, y'all too young. We, but we used, to, we used to turn up with that thing. With that, move. Anyway, anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. Was that DMX? I think that was DMX. Oh, hey, y'all don't. I'm stop, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. We take that out of the recording. Amen. But listen, 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 listen. When's the last time you moved? Can we get a keys player up here? Anybody? Is it you or is it Elisha? Anybody? Anybody? Elisha, come on. What's the, what's the last time you moved? What's, what's, what's the last time? When's the last time you, you I, I know this sounds weird. I'm not saying that we're testing God. No, no, no. I'm just saying we're obeying his word is really what it is. Because the Bible says as, as I step forward towards people that God will fill my mouth with what to say. I, I need to step out in faith. I need to step out in faith. God, I'm tired of waiting in this this limbo. No, no, no. I need to step out. I got to get, I need to step out. I need to move. I need to shift. And some of y'all are waiting on your leaders to to text you. Text your leaders. You're waiting on your friend to text you. Text your friend. You're waiting on that person at school to say hello to you. No, you move. You move. You step out. He said, God, do something in my life. See, see, I, I've come to places in my life and that sometimes I get so frustrated with myself. I'm being honest with you. This is an honest moment. Got four moments left and, man, making time very well. We won't, we won't, we won't finish the scripture. Just can I talk to you as your pastor? There's some times I, I lay in my bed in the morning 
frustrated. Talk about frustrated. I'm like, God, I, I am just so tired of reading and reading and reading and believing and believing and believing, but not singing. So tired of praying for miracles and miracles not happening. So tired of, man, I, 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 I want to see people rise up in this group that would take this thing forward and nobody's there. People trying to just, oh, whatever, you know. And God's like, okay, no, you start moving. Not literally me moving. I'm not talking about me moving. I'm just talking about in general, spiritually. You start moving. And if you move, the real ones will move with you. The fake ones will complain. And in your life, when you start moving towards what God has for you, there's, there's going to be a group of people that can't go with you. And there's going to be a group of people that say, hey, they're moving? Oh, shoot, then I need to move. Whoa, they're, they're being faithful? Shoot, I need to be faithful. They're coming to church every week. Oh, man, I need to come to church every week. Whoa, what? Because, listen to me, movers find movers. Complainers Find complainers. Agitators, find agitators. Talkers, don't find walkers, they find talkers. Listen, 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 listen. Radiant, we're in a season of movement. And movement, and I'm not talking about me specifically leaving and going. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about our society is in a stage of movement. Ethnic groups are in a, they're, they're moving. The church can't be the last thing to move. The church has to be the first thing to move. And, and, and I'm challenging you in this room, everybody in this room, leader, student alike, Sound guy, tech guy, period, that just walked in. You cannot outmove God. You can't. You just gotta start moving. Just start moving. Start moving. Start moving. Start moving. Start moving. Just, just start moving. Start telling people about Jesus. Start loving people. Start giving. Start paying your tithes. Moving, 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 moving. Just start, I'm telling you, you'll be surprised what God would do in your life once you start moving. Because, because God's not, he's just not, oh, if, oh, I'm just, I'm just waiting on them. I'm just waiting on them. And then we're down here like, I'm just waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. No, 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 no. Today we start moving. We don't need to finish that scripture. It's simple. They get through the Red Sea because they start moving. God swallows up their enemies, and I need to preach part two of this because there's so much meat down there. But I'm challenging you today. Start moving. 
And I'm telling you, you'll see God moving. You'll see him moving. Start talking to people. Start opening up your heart to people. Start sharing your faith. Start moving. Start moving. I was having a conversation. I was at, um, we, on Sunday night, I went to the Pacers house, and it was, um, and that's the face in the minute, social distance and all of that. And so we're sitting, sitting around the dinner table and they were just talking to me and stuff like that. And I told him, I said, I said, I, I cannot read Acts anymore, Acts is in the Bible. I cannot read that book anymore because I get so frustrated because I don't move enough. Because Acts of the Apostles would not have been written if they didn't move. Because it's just, it's just writing what they did. And so if they never did anything, that whole book would have been taken out of the Bible. And faith, faith is built by movement. Faith is, is strengthened by movement. Faith is solidified by movement. My question is, why aren't you moving? Why aren't you being pushed to the place that God's called you to be? Father, we thank you so much, God, for what you're doing, Jesus. And God, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you help us. God, give us grace. God, give us mercy, Lord. God, give us the ability to move, to move, to move, to move. God, your word has been spoken, and upon your word, we trust and we move. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.